Hello, and welcome to another episode of Moose Mike. Today, I am your host, Stafford. I know I've, uh, I'm laying on my deep radio voice, uh, and I'm a little less, uh, less <laughs> excited than, uh, than our traditional host, Arthur. But that's because we're talking about some, uh, some heavy shit today. So, full disclaimer, we actually recorded this episode uh, once already, but we, you know, on, on review, we decided that we weren't, uh, weren't satisfied with, with kind of how we handled uh, the topic and, and kind of how, how our approach was. Because this particular topic, as you probably guessed by the title, is, well, it's, uh, it's, it's become quite the issue and for some pretty serious and valid reasons. So we're going to get into it for you properly this time around. Wish us luck. Alrighty, guys. We watched Cuties. That wonderful, terrible film that everybody's talking about these days. Initial thoughts? Where, where were you when the, when the, uh, the shitstorm first broke out with, with the marketing campaign? What, what were your first thoughts? So, um, when, I was, when Rodrigo told me, like, hey, instead of uh, reviewing Tenet, Let's see what's up with cuties. Was the day that I looked at my my life. I looked back at my life. I was like, man, maybe I should quit. You know, <laughs> maybe quit while I'm ahead. You know, if I'm if I'm dropping Tanit for cuties. So, so I'm gonna say I, I gotta start by saying myself, right? I came to cuties from like I missed Tanit for cuties. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I didn't watch Tanit so I could watch cuties and review it. So I didn't have, I didn't come already with the biggest of like excitements for this movie. Everything else included, right? But I got a bit, I did not follow the marketing campaign for Cuties because I wanted to see for myself. I saw the poster, that horrible poster that got posted everywhere. I saw that because you can't avoid that. But then it's the trailer. I wanted to get in the movie with an open mind. And uh, yeah, there's no open mind for this. Yeah, I, I think the whenever it started, like I remember it was late at night, and I think I was I was with Arthur if I remember properly. Like I think it was I was with you once the trailer was no the poster was released uh, because Juan, our friend back in Mexico, he posted something about it, and I saw it and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, why is Netflix doing this kind of shit? And then another friend of ours. Uh, started like sharing a post in uh, in Instagram and everything, saying um, talking about another guy that supposedly went to Sundance to watch the film and that we should give the, the film a chance and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that that I was like, okay, fair enough. Like I haven't seen the film. Like maybe it's not as bad as, as it looks. The marketing campaign, but for fuck's sake, like that the marketing campaign really messed up. Like, well, I don't think it messed up, but like it, it just out of nowhere, kind of like validated the opinion of like Netflix being like a pedophile and, uh, website, you, you know? And you know what? Like, we'll, we'll get into the description of the movie in, in a second, but I want to say a few things about the marketing campaign. There is a concept in, I think, philosophy when you're discussing arguments, which is called poisoning the well. It is when you paint the person you're arguing or discussing with as a pedophile, a conservative, or something that it has, like, as you, the listener, will have a negative connotation to. So you can play the audience, and whatever this person is going to say, the audience is not going to listen because of the well of information that they're bringing from. It's poisoned. Yep. I feel like that's what happened with Cuties. 
But, yeah. but, 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 but let, me, let me finish my sentence. Let me finish my sentence. Cuties, from the get-go, had a poison well because it's a movie with, with very controversial scenes for a good reason. They're controversial for a good reason. And whatever the movie was trying to say would not be listened to because people would be waiting for those, like, to see the controversy. Because this is a, frankly, a, I'm going to, my opinion, is frankly a soft torpedo movie on some of those dance scenes. And whatever else the movie had to say was going to be deafened by that. And it doesn't help that what the movie has to say isn't that unique or interesting or made in any way. So the conclusion I get from seeing the track of the movie is that there was a very deliberate decision of sexualizing these children, of making the movie like this. And I'm not going to get into deep state conspiracy theories. Oh, they did it. You sent a message to the deep state. Pedoph- it wasn't for that. It was because Netflix wanted m- money. They wanted the controversy to make well, money and no, get views on the movie. No, but wait. Like, I, I, think, I think there's something that needs to be clarified because a lot of people online, and I've seen comments of that, saying like, why would Netflix produce something like this? Like, why would Netflix this and that? Like, just to clarify, Netflix was not like, no, yeah, so they, the directory was not like, they she pitched it towards Netflix and they, from there, like they produce it and all. They bought it, right? They, they like they bought, bought it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was bought from the producers back in, in France and that's where it was pretty much a distribution deal. But a lot of Netflix original content, original content, it's quote, like that. It's yeah. not original content from Netflix. It's just like they see something that is working. In this case, they saw that this movie got the praises and uh, the director got got best director in Sundance. So they bought the distribution rights and they just put a Netflix logo on it and they start doing like all the shady things that they did in the marketing campaign. In, in fact, like in fact, it's not even the first time they do that with foreign film. But you can correct me, Rodrigo. But I'm pretty sure a, a much better film, Roma was also yeah. similar. Quaron did it on his own with his producers. Netflix bought it, I think, on Sundance as well. So, isn't the first time they do it. But, like, the thing is, I don't think it's all in the marketing. I do not think it's all in the marketing because the movie has a lot of things that it didn't need to have. It, it, it has a lot of things it didn't have. And I feel like the marketing, there was a clear decision by the producers of the original movie before it was social Netflix and on the marketing people at Netflix to play up the this pedo bait angle to be frank to frankly get us to watch the movie and talk about it and everyone else do so because i would i I can tell myself say by myself i would never watch cuties if there wasn't a controversy i would never heard of cuties did you guys also watch the response from um i i think it started roaming around in the internet but somebody i think it spoke to the support center or like the help or whatever from netflix trying to clarify why this content is in the platform and uh and, and kind of like oh, oh, i don't i don't remember how direct this person was but it was pretty much like how, why are you having like pedophilic uh pornographic uh imagery in um, netflix or something and the response guy or the whoever was responding to this person kind of like said something along the lines of like uh we respect every religion, every sexual orientation, this, this, and that. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about Netflix, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure it was just like an intern, like responding while all of this was happening. But mm. why why would you try to validate pedophilia, you know? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, like from, from all of the things that you can say, oh, I respect that and I don't want to get involved and I don't want to tell you like who you are or whatever. Like, I think a 
pedophile is not the way to go. You know? It's a weird hill to die on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, as far as just that particular example goes, that sounds probably like somebody at a call center messed up or was yeah. or had a script. Like, I mean, that's it as most call centers, right? Like they have a pretty set amount of things that they're allowed to say and they kind of have to tailor it to, to the situation. So that was probably like, yeah, not a great call to, to say that and imply validation. But it, calling a support center to ask about the, like, why why is your content bad? Like, I don't, I don't know if that's, that I think I think somebody called their support center to have that conversation knowing that the support center was gonna say something stupid because the support center's job is not to explain to you why you don't like Netflix content. Their job is to make sure that you, that your yeah, Netflix it's, it's, works. Yeah. It's, yeah. To recover somehow. your password. <laughs> right. But, yeah. uh, and, and again, I'm not trying to like defend Netflix in any way, but that's as far as that particular thing goes, that sounds like somebody creating more controversy by manufacturing it. Not. Of course. But also you have, for example, like, and, and I think like Arthur mentioned it, uh, yesterday where we were like trying to review uh doing this episode mm -hmm. like there's a whole thing of like the director also claiming that there's like a whole uh, right-wing uh campaign to boycott her film and whatever you know but i also see that there's a lot of things that track you know within like the failure of the film and and, and yeah. what arthur is saying of like there was a premeditated thing of like trying to showcase this kind of content because mm -hmm. just going back to what I said before, like this guy that supposedly watched the film on Sundays, this and that. Uh, first of all, like we as filmmakers, it, it's not like we don't like we don't love uh, festivals. Like, and it's yeah. not one of our goals or our dreams to maybe one day one of our films be on Sundance or whatever. But that doesn't make it like putting that ribbon or putting that laurel in your poster or something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't kind of like take away all the shit that you have or just validates like oh this this film is for everybody and this film is like the best thing ever or whatever in this case in particular the fucked up thing is like while this movie is like bought off and like doing this netflix deal or whatever mm -hmm. one of the co-founders from sundance is being investigated specifically because of like uh sexual exploitation of children so it just like it, it kind of makes sense all these efforts of trying to put this thing on the spotlight you know yeah. but in the bad way it's not trying to put it into okay let's, let's get conscious about it or something it just if you put every thread in the conspiracy theory board it just seemed like people wanted to validate having pornographic imagery of children in the mainstream you know that's yeah but let's let's for the for the people at home that didn't want that probably didn't watch this movie and shouldn't think honestly watch this movie one of the reasons I think we wanted to do this episode is that to make sure that the three of us watch once and nobody else has to watch it. So Netflix doesn't get a lot of money out of this. Mm -hmm. I guess by talking about it, we're kind of doing the zeitgeist of it and maybe influencing people to watch it. Don't it's, it's not an interesting thing to watch. It's not a, it's, it's not a, like, it's not like when we did a 365 days episode and it was so bad. It was funny. We were laughing and like, Oh, still like, go watch it. Cause like, no, it's not that. This is different than that. So let's talk about what happens. Let's talk about the plot and the main message of the movie. And then we can get in why it, mm. it honestly fails at attempting to do what it's attempting to do. And of course, the horrible, bad, bad things about the movie. In fact, I even took a note when I was watching yesterday night. There is a, 
minute 43 for me is when the movie went downhill. Okay. Is Elaborate. Of, I'm very mid, curious. Mid what is minute 43, 43 precisely? We'll, we'll get to it, but let's talk about... Oh, oh we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Let's talk about the, the story of the movie. Uh, yeah. Any of you that probably paid more attention to me while watching? <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, oh, you want to say it, Stafford? Sure, yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, Go for it. So, and, and the thing too is, is I, I actually... You, you and I disagree slightly on this, Arthur, which is that the film actually does to me have some un- or some some very like interesting elements to it and it, it does actually do a few things i think with a lot of nuance the problem is those things are so overshadowed by this just absolute distasteful disgusting decision making towards the end I, I actually was quite happy with the first half of the film um it follows a a family a senegalese uh, family that's moved to uh to I'm france sorry. Uh, they're living in a project and we're introduced early on to the the mother uh our main character who's the daughter uh, who i believe is 11 uh in the film yes i mean yeah uh uh, amy um and uh, her younger brother are sort of our our cast of characters and there's uh, there's an implied father figure who i don't believe we ever meet Um, we meet him almost at the end okay yeah so there so but but he's largely absent for for the the film besides sort of being a, a presence, but not you know physically there. Is he the guy that she steals the phone from, right? No, I that's his. That's her uncle. That's his, yeah. that's his cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... Um, but yeah, so so they uh, have moved to France. They're you know they're moving in. They're getting kind of situated, um, and you know naturally there's some experience of culture shock. There's the um, we sort of see this kid kind of in a stranger in a strange land. Um, dealing with uh, her mother, this the mother character is sort of initially made to seem very, I think kind of cold and distant, but then we discover that it's because she's sort of in pain dealing with the fact that her husband has gotten another wife uh, who will be being brought to live with them. Um, and so she's sort of wrestling with this uh, sort of debate. Situation. In, 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 yeah. yeah, situation and this internal debate between um, you know, her sort of religious and cultural practice allowing uh, that that taking of a second wife and her own personal feelings around, you know, uh, well, I suppose, I suppose, frankly, it's, it's again, one of the times the, the movie, I think, does very well is to show this conflict without ever really having to explain it. We don't need to know. We don't, the, the mother doesn't need to say, I'm conflicted. We, we sort of feel that that conflict there. I think very, I think it's very well executed. I think it's one of the few points that is well executed. Um, and as the film goes on, uh, Amy begins going to school. She meets uh, very briefly a few of the other children her age, um, cuties. the cuties as they yeah. as they go by, who are a it's dance a troupe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they she she eventually through through some sort of back and forth uh, falls in with them, um, starts getting into dance with them, um, and they sort of from very early on in meeting them, they're they discuss this dance competition that they would like to go to and win. Um, and they practice uh, each day at which, you know, again, she begins to sort of join them and learn their dance and, and, and eventually becomes a dancer in the troupe. Um, and, and sort of where the... Minute 43, that's, that's right, there is minute 43. Oh, no, no, it, no, no. It... before anything else, there's a, there's a point that's, that is missing. Mm-hmm. The, the cousin arrives uh, halfway through the movie 
Amy steals her phone, and that's kind of like her getaway to discovering all these sexual dances. She downloads yeah. Instagram. Yeah. She downloads Instagram. She starts seeing like music videos that are overly sexualized. Yeah. All, all this kind of content that we know is out there, and that we know that our society is actually encouraging. Like that—that's a fact that, that I think the movie also also kind of like showcase to tries to make. That the 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 thing is like whenever you open any of these platforms you're bound to find overly sexualized women or overly sexualized content in any sort of way. So after that, just going back to what Stafford was, the, pretty much the outline that he's giving, Amy is the one that starts teaching them in Minute 43. Minute 43. Uh, you, you know what Minute 43 is. You know what yeah. it is, huh? <laughs> in Minute 43, she starts to train them like a boot camp in literally shaking their ass. Twerking. Twerking making all these sexual positions. Uh, I love that you know what Minute 43 is. Without, we, we haven't talked about this. This is a constant came up on my own. I, I it love just makes you know. sense, you know, like from yeah. the timeline Minute that it 43. was given, like it, that's so, when it happens. So like. that's, that's Minute 43. That's when the movie for me took a very sharp turn. Mm. And that's when I saw the poison well. I was like, oh, because it's what Rodrigo said, right? The movie made a very smart and very poignant message of she's seen these things on Instagram that are influencing her to these things. But also, we are shooting these things to show people right on and high definition 4K cameras. Yeah, that's <laughs> unfortunately that's that's sort of the problem. And yeah, and actually, since since we're here, let's talk about minute 43 because the thing is, yeah, it's it's a moment really where the film fails, and it's it's the moment where the film fails. And what what we're sort of seeing is, you know, again, the message the message that the filmmaker is so clearly trying to get across is that you know there's this this presentation of, of sex and sexuality to to children who are illustrated a few times throughout the film to not understand what it is that they're really doing um, or that they're really you know like they, they don't understand sex and sexuality they're 11 year old children but they're being exposed to this thing that they really don't have the capacity to understand and they're trying to emulate it as children do you know monkey and, see monkey do and I think you can see that across the movie like even though it fails at its, at its very core, it fails by doing the thing that they want to destroy. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bunch of opportunities that you can see what they're actually trying to say, you know? But, but because before, before this, like you have, for example, when the 14-year-olds are approaching them and they're trying to flirt and all this kind of stuff. And, so, and most of the girls in the group are like, oh yeah, we're 14-year-old and all that kind of stuff. And, and Ami is the only one pointing out like, no, we're younger. We shouldn't be doing this, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Then I think the, the scene after that, we have something that people have been like very controversial about. I don't see it as controversial as, as the actual controversial scenes. But when one of the girls picks up a, a used condom and like she starts like blowing it to make it as a balloon or something. And they start saying like, oh, you got eight and this and that. Like it just kind of like showcases you as Stafford just, just pointed out. All this sexual world, all, all these sexual experiences that even though like they in the bathroom, they in the in the room of one of of the friends or whatever, they're kind of like playing as like, oh yeah, we know everything about sex or something. That scene just validates like, yeah, you don't you don't know jack shit. You're still a you're still a kid. You're still a child. You don't understand everything that involves sex, everything that is part of the sexual life. Mm-hmm. But then, as as Arthur pointed out, minute forty three arrives. And we see that pretty much the thing that you're going against with this film, you're doing it. Yeah. You know, you know what's the beauty uh, of cinema, of theater? Is that 
although it's a visual audiovisual me- medium, you don't literally have to show everything as they happen. Yeah. Symbolism exists, imagery exists. If you want to have a, sh- a movie about kids being sexualized, you don't need to sexualize them in your movie. There are other subtler ways you can do this where you don't create pedo-bait material on with 4K cameras. Right. You know? <laughs> and certainly not pedo-bait material that lasts for how long is that scene? It's something like a couple of minutes. Like, I, I didn't count. And them. again, most of and, the scenes is like five again, minutes. Something. So, yeah. so the movie, it's very interesting because we're going to continue with a little summary. But one thing I can say right now is that there's a very disconnect between the actual movie hmm. and the dance scenes. The dance scenes are, have a different tone. They're yeah. completely like, a lot of people have said this, but there is the, the male gaze in movies, right? How the male gaze sees normally women. So if you watch a Michael Bay movie, you probably know what the male gaze is every time there's a camera yeah. Megan Fox or any of the other Bay girls. Yeah. That happens. Cuties does that with 11 year olds. And yeah. it does that on the dance scenes. It's, it, it, to me, it gives, it gives me the feeling that it was like, I have the feeling and I have no proof to this, but I have the feeling that they're so different. They're so tonally different from the rest of the movie that those dance scenes are, they come from reshoots. They come from someone watching the final cut of the movie going, this, this is not going to break up enough headlines. Let's reshoot some dance scenes and make some headlines. That's my conspiracy theory for the movie because it's the only way I can explain how tonally different. Like It's almost like two different people wrote and directed yeah. the dance scenes and the actual storyline scenes. But no, yeah. and, and the thing is like, you know, Supposedly, it's kind of like something that I have told to you guys off camera, but like, supposedly these scenes are, are meant to make you uncomfortable and kind of like, and they do, but not in the it's way that they, they want to like, the, the, like these scenes are meant to make, to make you uncomfortable, kind of like when you're seeing a documentary and a harsh truth gets and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm part of the problem. The, the fucking problem here is that the music is so upbeat, they're happy doing it this and that like there's no indication that they're doing anything wrong but we yeah. know they're doing something wrong like we as the audience we, we know they're doing something wrong because we know like i think the three of us we can say it here in this podcast we know over sexualizing children or just kind of like having that male gaze on 11 year old is wrong like i i don't feel a harsh reality i don't think like yeah. i'm getting uh, how you say it, like scolded or something on something because i have always been against the over-sexualization of children, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. not like when there is uh, a, a nature documentary, right? And saying how the meat industry is destroying yeah. the, the forest in Brazil. And because you eat meat every day, you are part of the problem, right? No, this is not this case. This, this is yeah. not, this ain't it, chief. This is not what this is. And I don't know, man. Maybe things are different in France, but out here, that's not how it is. Yeah. Well, supposedly the the when the film was released in France, like the premiere or something, it didn't cause that much much mm-hmm. outrage or something. But I don't think it's the same thing with the Sundance thing. Like like even though you can put a laurel, you can say like, oh, people in France didn't was like we're not um, outraged about it or something. Like that for me doesn't make it good, you know. Doesn't yeah. make it valid. S- S- Sundance is things. not a shield. Sundance is not a shield. Right. Sundance is not a shield. Like the, the po- like popular or or like a, a good amount of people in France doesn't make it that I'm going to bend my values and be like, yeah. okay, sure, like if, if that's what you in- because that's the fucking thing that I hate right now in the internet. In in most of the critics that they're doing in favor of the film, like they're saying, 
oh yeah, well, the intent of the film was this, but this happened, you know, but still you should watch it, you should enjoy it and all this kind of stuff. If your intent was not clear, then you as a director fucked up, you know? And, and there, there's no nothing around it. Like there's no, there's no like, like for example, the Transformer, like, well, we intended to do a good Transformers movie, but it didn't turn out that well. Well, it's still a shitty film. Mm. Same thing with this. I intended this to be like a good message towards like not over sexualizing children, but I ended up sexualizing children. Yeah, the, the, the difference that transformed the, the biggest sin that Michael Bay commits is making a bad film. But here is a serious issue. But here is a yeah. serious fucking issue, right? You know, you yeah. won't get me defending Michael Bay often, but that's one of the times I say Michael Bay isn't that bad compared to this. But let's continue with the summary of the movie. Let's let's well, let's well, definitely go through with it. Specifically, you brought up the the French cinema thing, and that the French audiences didn't. Um, and this is something I do want to point out as well. And and again, it's as as we've stated, it does not it does not justify nor is it a shield. But there is a point to be made that this is a French film made by a French director that originally premiered in in France. And French films are a lot more, frankly, just culturally, sex and sexuality are are more open and and discussed. It's a very it's a very sexually open culture. And film their films reflect that. In my experience of of studying French, I've I've watched a number of French films, and and yeah, like they're, you know, full frontal nudity or or just again sex and sexuality just sort of presented, and that's all largely. I mean, that's all been adults, and this is of course still a problem. That the point is not necessarily the the openness of the sex and sexuality. The problem is the age of the people involved in the openness of the sexuality. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there, there, there were times in the past, like. Again, everyone here probably watched the prof- uh, Leon the Professional. Yeah. So the original cut of that, the movie is written and directed by a French director. And the original cut of that movie had Leon the Professional, 40-year-old, have a relationship with Natalie Portman's character, who was, like, I think, 12 on the movie. Mm-hmm. They actually Something had like a, that, yeah. a romantic relationship on the original version of the script. thing is, someone cut it. Someone was smart enough to say, hey, this ink looks this is bad. Father, daughter, like, like this is yeah. it's not it is. And even that, if, when that happened, there's still people that over, overly sexualized Natalie Portman at that age when yeah. the movie was released. Like, and, and with nothing of that happening. Yeah. And the so, thing is, I really want to get back to some of the movies so we can yeah. go in deep on this discussion, but I just want to say this as well. As, mu- as, as much as we get closer to being a globally connected society because of the internet, because of, frankly, all being connected, now it is the case that a French movie may be appealed to French audiences, but it might have a, a bad effect in Western audiences, right? And that's something that filmmakers should be aware of. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've been to yeah. France a few times. Oh, I've been to France a few times. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> we, we baguette. We, we baguette. And uh, there are people like us. And I, don't, yeah. and I, I feel like they also have a problem with pedophilia. And yes, yeah. you are right. French movies are a lot more sexual. Brazilian movies are a lot more sexual. We made Bruna Surfistinha, a movie about a, a showgirl. Mm. It's all sexual. Yeah. Like we, 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 I know that kind of those kind of movies. I still think think that this isn't it. This is not yeah. what that is. No, it's, agreed, agreed. Um, just, just more, more to the benefit of our audiences uh, as, yeah. as we're sort of providing the whole picture here. I wanted to to make that point, but. So after after minute forty three, which I think going forward uh, may may become a, a a Shin God media meme of minute forty three is when everything goes to shit. So in, in at minute forty three we see this uh, you know this scene where these um, 
children are sort of learning under the guide of, of Amy, who's been watching this, this online content that's, you know, music videos and dance that's, um, you know, adult women that are, that are dancing in a more sexual way. And then these music videos are, are sort of sexualizing these, these women. And, and Amy sort of learns from that and begins to teach the cuties. Um, and after sort of teaching them, you know, she, they, they go to this sort of first leg of the competition as kind of the, the next like major point. Um, and we see them, uh, now I believe Emmy is, is late to it and that causes some, yep. some contention. And I believe she's late because of something with her family, if I recall, right? So she's like, they're prep, like, I don't know the festivity or like mm -hmm. what was it? I think it was something related to the wedding of his father. Right. Yeah. But they're like peeling potatoes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And this is sort of where, um, you know, again, one of the times that, that I think the film is really just a missed opportunity to, to potentially do something more interesting is, is this space of this battle between this traditional um, and this more, you know, Western cultural ideologies. Um, and this is something a bit, a bit off topic, but to go into that a bit more, like, you know, again, This, this film, I feel like this film could have been good and they, and they just, they fucked up. They majorly fucked up because there's moments like that where they could explore that conflict and actually tell the story that's there already. But instead they do things like go to the dance competition and see, you know, these 11 year olds doing their overly sexualized dance through a window even to like add to the, the voyeurism creepy, creepy factor of it. Like, Yeah. Window, yeah. Um, and something too that I that I uh, noticed, and I'm curious, Arthur and Rodrigo, if you guys noticed it, the the second team that's regarded as sort of their their uh, main competition, the sort of antagonists or, or secondary antagonists, um, is I think implied to be like high school aged. High school age, yeah. Um, so there's a video when you're first introduced to those characters, um, when Amy is talking with the first girl she meets of the cuties, Angie. Uh, Angie shares a video of them dancing and I remember noticing this and thinking it was really like strange but didn't connect the dots until much later that like the the relative age of these other kids or these other people rather um, because based on the actors I would say they're probably adult actors or you know other than you know playing younger uh, characters but they actually one of the girls on this other dance team flashes the camera in this video pulls up oh i didn't saw that yeah pulls up or it's only there for for a brief moment but there's it's a, a full blink -miss. it's a blink -miss um, moment yeah in this video at towards the end one of the one of these and and again that's an adult but it's portrayed as a child like that's portrayed as a minor that character yeah. regardless of the age of the actor that character is a minor a high schooler that this film is showcasing having flashed the audience yeah and and somehow that was you know, there, there wasn't a like, wait a minute, you know, gears are turning here. This is a bad idea. Anyway, they, they, they are at this second or this, excuse me, this first sort of leg of this competition where it's like the qualifying round uh, with Amy being late. It creates this contention. They get into this argument. Um, Amy is able to sort of uh, redeem herself um, through sort of this sobbing uh, declaration that, you know, she, she does really want to be a part of their troop and, you know, um, and all this. Um, 
and then they go to a, uh, a laser, laser tag. tag arena. They sort of sneak into one to just sort of mess around and, and play as, you know, right, as like as kids do. Um, Back to when and, the movie is a regular kids movie. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's again, it's one of those moments where, you know, okay, this like, it's kids being kids. And, and then we have this kids being kids moment followed directly by kids that keep dancing to adults. Which is the right after scene, they're caught by a guard in the laser tag because they got into a service entrance without paying. The guard starts picking them off. And after some back and forth and discussion, they start actually twerking and dancing towards the security no. guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think that's kind of like also one of the things that I, I have said that is, is bad directed, but I, I understand what they're trying to say because the first guard. He was like full on, like, I'm going to call your parents and all that kind of stuff. After the second creepy guy gets in, that's when they start doing the dance and he's looking with creepy eyes and all that kind of stuff. And that's when they let them go. And even the first guard tells the other guy after they let them go, like, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You know, but there's, yeah. this, there's this disconnection, as you say, like the, the creepy guy staring at women. Uh, Again, and, young and there's ways of doing this that doesn't involve you shooting out an 11-year-old sexually dancing with a 30 year old you know again yep. dan Harmon made a career out of saying things without really saying them hmm. it's part of the medium but uh you know just continue with the plot line yeah well that's i mean you know that's it as we've sort of come to yeah again and and, and it's really it's very it's quite strange to me because there's a number of times uh, specifically two that come to the mind off off the top of my head where the the male characters so well i should say not not all of them but certain male characters who you would think the film would be sort of taking the opportunity to say, look at the, you know, the, the pedophilic male characters sexualizing these, these children, right? Take that opportunity to sort of put the villain in the film, the person that they're trying to, that the message is intending to villainize, put that in the film and then make that person kind of look bad to like sell that message. Funnily enough, they don't take that opportunity and they actually a couple of times make the point that some of the male characters are saying, no, you're too young. You know, again, there's the, the like 14, 15 year old boys that, that approach them when they're at the park that as soon as they find out that they're 11 say, I'm out. You know, like, we're not doing this. Like you're 11, you're too young. We're not going to do this. There's the, the first security guard who looks at the second security guard who's being creepy what, what the fuck, and says yeah. like, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? That's not right. And that's actually I never I didn't stop to think about that. The the antagonistic force in cuties are the cuties themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's well, no I, like the cuties themselves. Like they're first of all they're kids, but they're also not great kids. They're all individually they're they're shitheads that most kids are, but yeah. they're very very strong shitheads. I, yeah. I would agree that they're not. Yeah, none of them are really like the greatest examples of. They're they're all very <laughs> very bad children, all of yeah. them, and they are the antagonistic force on their own movie. And what, what? Yeah, yeah. No, no I, I think like and maybe this is like best to, for the for the end of the episode. But if you just just think about it, like right from the get go, like the cuties are presented as not that great of a punch, you know? Like they're bullying Amy, they're making fun of her, like they're doing this and that. And just when Amy gets a hold of the phone, and just because she wants to fit in with the cuties of this dancing culture or whatever, and she sees that, hey. Uh, if you start twerking, dancing, and doing all this kind of like overly sexualized stuff, you get likes on the internet, you get more popular, you get more this. So 
the cuties become kind of like that enabler for her to make this change and become like even Amy becomes the villain at the end. You yeah, know? I was gonna say, but then eventually because, she's the one pushing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like even the cuties are like, "Fuck, this is wrong," you know. That that at the end, like I don't know if it was like a continuity error or like they just said like "fuck it," but right. they ended up doing the same dance, you know, even if they yeah. knew that it was yeah. wrong. Well, well, after that, sorry, I'll go. Good ahead, summary. Um, well, so well, I just wanted yeah. to make the point really quick to say that um, you know, again, with the film being really just this like missed opportunities and and massive failure is had there not been these super controversial scenes that are rightly being called out, that would have been a really interesting thing to explore. Is that, you know, you're kind of pushing yourself to be the, in this sexual position. Had we not had to see it. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. I feel like so many different stuff has done that before and better, you know? Like, I feel like they, 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 the, the creators knew that they needed the controversy to sell this movie. Mm. But... Anyway, this on, yeah. this keeps this happen. The security guard scene happens. They get accepted in the competition, and the, the stairs uh, scene happens after that. The what scene happened? The stairs, like the the most. Yes, what? then they yes. I, I, so I, I will say I like full on blacks that one. Out, I, I, so I, like, I was gonna say I, I, forgot. I, for, I forgot that scene was a thing. There is yeah. a, that's again that's when the movie starts digging its hole even deeper. They have a dance scene on a stairwell. And Amy, there's a bit, little bit of a montage of Amy teaching the other cuties how to look sexy, how to make sexy faces, right? While yeah. also not only twerking, but opening their legs towards the camera and doing a lot of like very like, like, you know, it feels like a Cardi B music video, but Cardi B is a woman of age who can do whatever she wants. Mm. Yeah. This isn't that. <laughs> Right. The, the problem is also like when you like the the way the filmmaker portrays this dance, you know, because like she does like zoom ins to their private parts, like she like tilts them up and down, like there there's like male gaze, the male yeah, gaze. like there's there's this whole intent of trying to make them look sexy while you're trying to make the argument in the film that they shouldn't be sexualized or they shouldn't be like even considered to be sexy Warriors. because they're eleven year old at the well, end while they're actively sexualizing these kids yeah it isn't great and, and it's like a scene that lasts for a while like it's, a, it, it's a very long scene yeah all well that's it is all of these scenes go on way too long too right like yeah the amount of time that they spend doing this is is really really part of what just fucking the final nail in the coffin of like you know yeah it's not like if 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 you really can't come up with some creative way to do this without sexualizing these children, at least do it for like five seconds so that we get the point and then move the fuck on. Cause I don't want to see it. Like, yeah. I don't want to sit here and watch this for five minutes. That's not what I'm. And, and I think the argument that a lot of people are making of like, this is free, freeish point porn for pedophiles. Like it's true, you know, because if you take all these dances scenes and like, just got them like literally like just got the scene and put it into like a site for these creepy guys. Like it's just like, they don't need the context of the film. They, they don't need like the message of the, what the film is trying to make. Like those scenes, like just as Arthur pointed out, male geese gazing this 11 year old, like just going up and down, zooming into them, all that kind of stuff. Like that's just like a sexual arousal for, for them. And it's a validation that the things that they like, it's okay for it to be on the mainstream media. 
that that's yeah. what is fucked up you know i, I want to get into that i just want to fish i want to really get into that conversation i know about we, validating we it do, but, uh, do the uh do the summary yes. so we can so chunk our way through it there's a stairway scene and frankly to me this is for the part of the movie that i personally started zoning out so i'm gonna go a little bit faster because it's what i remember mm-hmm. but if i miss anything too important let me know but frankly after that we have a scene of the cuties fighting uh, with the sweaty gang, sweat swag, I don't know, the, the high schooler girls. Yeah, yeah. That, also in that moment, like, I, I think, uh, I, I have talked with a lot of people and I remember, like, they, they don't say nothing bad, bad happens in that scene. But oh, I yeah. remember so that, like, she beats, she, beats it down, she beats down Amy and after that, they take down her pants. They put like, her pants and show her underwear. I'm like, zooming. Like, yeah, and it's assuming, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why, why do we need to see that? Like, if she's just getting big, beaten down, like, okay, go for you it. You can but... shoot that in a wide. You can shoot that in a wide. You do not need a zoom in for that. You don't need to even take the pants down, you know? Like, that, that's the fucking issue. Like, why are you doing that? So they did that because they wanted to also have the plot point of one of the sweaty swags, whatever their name are, taking a picture of Emmy's underwear and calling her a child. Which leads to our next scene, which is again, thankfully, this one they had a taste of not showing. But is Amy locking herself into a washroom after she again with her, her cousin. father's cousin, whatever, with his phone, locking herself in a washroom and uh, taking a picture of her private parts and posting, posting online. online. Mm-hmm. So the whole world will see that she's not a kid, she's a woman, but she's an 11 year old posting child pornography online. The movie. Pink's that is a bad decision. The other cuties fight her. They like don't, they're not friends anymore. They, they start fighting about it. They can't be friends because of what she did because she went too far and she started to be calling a slut on school. Yeah. And this happened, that happens. Well, and, and specifically with regards to your sort of conspiracy theory that I'm actually starting to believe a bit myself there, Arthur. You, you convinced me. Um, is I think that scene, if, if we had to pick out the moments where, you know, okay, this was in the original cut, this was not, you know, when did they, they went back and reshot this to add the controversy factor. I think that scene was probably one of the ones, few ones that, that was originally there. Yeah, because you know. it's, it, it's, it's a controversial decision, but it's framed as a bad thing. They don't show right, anything. Exactly, yeah. they, they don't film yeah. anything. They don't show anything. And they frame it as a horrible act. It's again, it's in what in screenwriting we call it, the darkest hour of the soul. It's the moment yeah. our main hero is at its her, his or her lowest points. And this is what happens to Amy. Mm-hmm. And the solution to that is, but then we have an exorcism scene where she's getting exercised yeah. by her family's religion. And again, she is on very revealing clothing and she starts twerking for a lot of time while being exercised. It's again, another scene that's like, why? it's not even a dance scene. You can't even like, use excuse, oh, it's just rehearsal for a dance. No, this no. is, what is this? Why is yeah. why is this? There serves nothing to the plot. There's no. It's just it. Anyway, there's that exercise scene which is despicable. And we move forward. Amy notices that Yasmin, one of the original cuties that got kicked out for an unrelated issue in the beginning of the movie, was puking in a washroom. Yeah, and then they never touch well, on that again. That was something I, that stood I, out. I thought they me. were gonna because like it was like, shown that she had bulimia or something, but. That was address so, that ever they, and address yeah, they just, that, and Amy oh. was gonna save the day by addressing that. But no, what, what that scene means is that because she was speaking the washroom, Amy realized that she was back in the cuties because she was trying to get thin to dance. So instead of addressing as Amy trying to save her from her mental illness and help her, Amy dressed herself as one of the cuties, gets like gets their costume, wears it, ambushes this one girl in a random alley, 
throws her in the water. She nearly almost watches drowns. her drown. Yeah, nearly exactly. watches like, her drown. Our hero is fucking sitting there. Yeah, it, it, it's like drowned. she she doesn't even know how to swim. Like yeah, that's yeah she she throwing. grabs she grabs an, a, a, buoyant, a buoyant little thing so she can survive. But she for a few seconds looks like she's gonna drown. Yeah, and Amy After, just watches. Jay I was like, are watches. you gonna? Is is this gonna be like a redeeming moment? Or are you gonna like exactly. jump in and have but like no. a you know yeah and then amy runs away joins the other cuties and they're and they're and, like they, they are like hey isn't supposed to jasmine to be here well she's not here amy's here and she knows how to dance and she's better so let's go i better be a kids right i get kids whatever but yeah, then, it's the competition and they've got to like go yeah. and you know yeah but then yeah but then you have the whole new dance like very like like this is the apex of child sexualization in this movie this is very sexualized like yeah it's they're touching each other in inappropriate ways it's very very disturbing and at some point during this dance amy realizes this is fucked up and she freezes she freezes realizes that this is wrong and she runs away from the competition crying she arrives home where she meets her mother who also had the realization that she can't push her religion and her way of life on her child and amy is left with two choices wearing a dress for her father's wedding or that wearing has been throughout the whole movie. throughout the whole movie that she's not a big fan of, or wearing the cutie's outfit, and Amy picks up a third choice and she just dresses like a child and she goes skip play skipping rope with her friends outside, not the cuties, different friends, yeah, that she had before in the movie that show us, and that's a random name, but ignore that. But uh, goes become a kid again, and that's how the movie ends with Amy playing with other kids and being a child. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can, can you see how big of a mess this is? Like, yeah. how? Like, and it's and the thing is, like, and, and this is something that I know, you know, we've discussed. My 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 thoughts on this are are basically, you know, so apparently what inspired this, according to the director, is that she was walking through the park in in France one day and she saw one of these competitions, similar to the one that the children are in. This this you know, almost Shakespeare in the park, except it's, you know, eh, Shakespeare in the park, uh, except it's dance. And she saw these community, you know, local community children dancing in these, you know, skippy outfits and this sexualized dance and all that. And she felt, you know, appalled at this. And so she wanted to make a film that was, you know, again, following a similar sort of, you know, with this thing as something of a, um, of a focal point with this event, but to make it to, to go against it. That was her, apparently her inspiration. And somewhere in that inspiration, she then, you know, created the characters to fit this thing that she wanted, the story she wanted to tell. She created characters, she created this story, she created this family. Except in writing all that stuff, she came up with a much better story about a French Senegalese family that is dealing with a, you know, with stranger in a strange land, having just immigrated to France, culture shock, that's dealing, you know, the daughter is wrestling with, traditionalism versus uh expression right like it didn't have to be dance maybe it was painting and her parents didn't want her to paint could be and it was you know the the you know again the thing of traditionalism against the form of expression and sort of i don't know modern whatever and that story that she wrote was more interesting but she was she like died on the hill of but it's got to be about this event in the park So, in uh, t- between 2008 and 2015, uh, TV showrunner Dan Harmon created a show called Community. And he did 
a lot of like crazy shit in community. A lot of crazy shit that he, if he just literally showed what he did, he wouldn't get away with it. But he used symbolism and imagery mm-hmm. to show that to, uh, to bring up the topics that he discussed in community. And when it came a time where even through that he couldn't do it, you know what Dan Harmon did? He didn't get a 12 year old to play a small Morty with an older man to play a, a Rick in a live action show where Morty has to put things up his butt and sometimes sexualize. No, what he did is he animated that show and made sure it's the least sexual, sexual, sexualized thing possible through animation. Mm-hmm. There are different ways of doing these things. Yeah. This is not the way of telling the story. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe call me a prude if you want, but this well, isn't. And again, and one thing I wanted to address as well is that in recent years, there has been a very, not a very, it's not very strong, but it's a very vocal movement of pedophiles, people attracted to minors who have been trying to rebrand themselves. Have you heard of this? The map? Yeah, I'm, 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 the map? Yes, I'm, I'm uh, part of the, the LGBTQIA you scared me there for a second. Thing? No, 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 no. no. I'm yeah, like, which which they are claiming to be a part of as, yes. as some kind of I, yes. you know, sexual identity. Uh, believe me, I've heard about this. So, yeah, no, the, the maps, the, what they call themselves, minor attracted people, that's just a cute name for pedophiles. It's the same MO, it's yeah. the same, it's the same, it's pedophiles. Nope. They're rebranding themselves as maps to get into the LGBTQ plus community and get the protections that the LGBTQ plus community gets. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole nope. different ballgame, however. Wanna... We don't want them. And, and, what this, and what this movie does to me is that to me, a frankly normal person, this makes me disgusted. But I am going to forget about this movie because this is a bad movie that does disgusting things and I will move on from it. And it will be, frankly, for me, harmless. But for these minor attractive people, these pedophiles, it's going to validate them. It's going to legitimize them. And that's going to make the problem worse. And that is my big issue of this movie, you know? And yes, it's a free country. You can make a movie about whatever the fuck you want. And I can complain about whatever the fuck I want. And I will complain about you making this type of content. I am so sorry that your idea ended up like this, but the reality is that this is a very problematic movie. And I wanted to, man, I wanted to, I saw the conversation. I watched the movie last night. for again, I wasn't here for the original recording of this episode because I had a busy week. So I didn't watch the movie up until last night. This whole time, I really wanted to believe that this movie was QAnon conspiracy, right-wingers blowing, the, blowing it up, making a, a, a storm out of a little rainfall. But that's not it. This movie is bad. This movie... I don't, I honestly, frankly, I do not care what the, the original director's idea was or what the direction that she was going for. The end result, the price is too high. Well, the, yeah. the thing is, like, you, you can never, in, in any movie, like, regardless of the topic, you cannot care about the original idea of the director to do the film or, or like, oh, this is what I, like, if, if you just want to go even more simple, like, if you don't want to go through all these, like, serious issues and all this kind of stuff, like it's kind of like all the movies that go out, uh, blockbusters and all that kind of stuff that they say like, oh, I want to make it like the most ambitious space opera. And once you see it, uh, it's just like, no, it's not, it's not it, you know? I know you intended to do it, but it's not that, that thing. The, the only thing, and just like, it sounds shitty because we're um, previous BFS students, but the whole freaking like 
tagline that they have of like results matter it's a fact like people are going to see the end product and judge the, the end product they're not going to base the thing in your intentions and what you intended to do or whatever so i also think one of the main issues production wise is this is a uh, first time director of a future film and she only directed a short film before this uh it doesn't justify all the stupid things that she did across the film and the decisions that she made but it just shows her lack of experience and all the lack of like touch within the subject that she was trying to say like it's kind of like what we discussed in one of our i think it was the, the first episode of, of moose mike with this guy of the new new warriors you cannot just go around and see something and say like oh this tracks attention or oh this is an issue or oh this is interesting and leave it at that you know like there has to be a conscious effort of like trying to get your message across with new new warriors it was the fun the same fucking thing like she, the the guy said like oh i'm going to put internet gas in this kit and that's it you know like that makes yeah. like a, a millennial demographic part of mine with this movie it's like oh i'm disgusted because of this i'm going to put it somewhere in my movie and i'm going to shoot like an actual scene instead of like this is even like a, a something that I discussed with one friend. Uh, and, and I think it's valid to some point what he said. He said like, they could still be dancing in that scene, but if they're shooting from afar and they shoot like out of focus, like telling the audience, this is something that you shouldn't be watching. I think they could be saved from a lot of like backlash and this kind of or, stuff. Or you know what? You want to have one type of force in a movie? They start dancing. Start focusing on the weird guys in the audience who are like smiling. Yeah, weirdly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? like shift more to the audience. Like, and, and, yeah. and, and the music can start getting distorted, you know? Exactly. So do, you know, do you know like something it, wrong is right. happening? It's an audio visual medium. It's not a documentary. It is it? Yeah. Again, uh, I remembered as well. Just, uh, I know you probably want to say something, Steph, but I just remember this. Bojack Horseman got canceled. I'm going to say, I'm going to complain. Bojack Horseman got canceled early for cuties. Or stuff like cuties to be bought and come out. Yeah, money came out of Bojack Horseman for cuties to be made. And uh, and, and Bojack uh, Horseman, Carbon, and and Carbon bastards. They how dare they? How dare and they? Bojack yes. Horseman dealt with the sexualization of children through the character of Sarah Lynn. Yep, one of the main characters in the Bojack Horseman show. Mm. And Bojack Horseman, the show that got canceled for cuties to be made, and that's not a that's not a fact. This is how I feel because Bojack got canceled and Cuties got bought by Netflix. Bojack Horseman that got canceled did this so much better, with so much more, such more, more tact, better framing, better everything. Like yeah. the story of Sarah Lynn and Bojack is one of the most heartbreaking and tragic stories in the show because you understand how fucked up it is and they show what they need to show about it. It is not like this. What I'm trying to say is that there people have te- have told this story before. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with telling the story again through your own lenses, as long as your lenses are not enabling the story to, con- if it's a negative story, to continue to be told in real life. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's they ultimately the the, the tagline is that they failed. They fucked up. They majorly fucked up, and you're right. And I and I really again, like Arthur, I've got to say, I'm going to say it again. I think I think you might be onto something, in that there was a cut of it, where you know the moments that the 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 it was more about the interpersonal drama, and it was actually you know yeah it might might not have been the the newest story, but it but they handled what 
story they had with with some nuance and some grace and uh, and told the story as, as it sort of would have not been received so controversially. And then somebody was like, nah, we're gonna, we, we gotta spice it up. And, you know, and, and that was it. That was a fucking bad, it was a bad call. It was a terrible call on some, on somebody's part. You know, somebody decided to do this and, and was wrong. I don't know who it was, whether it was the director or producer or, or some executive or something. I don't, I don't know. But somebody, somebody made a really poor choice in doing that. And, you know, I don't know. Again, it's, un it's unfortunate because there, there is, and this is something that I brought up in, in our last episode as, as far as a, again, another missed opportunity, another thing that sort of specifically, at least for me personally, is very disappointing about this film is my baby sister, my 12 year old baby sister has been doing cheer for most of her life. Well, not, no, not half her, half of her life. She's, since she was six, she's very, very small. She's been doing cheerleading, you know, and this is like getting thrown up in the air, like stunts, competition cheer for which she has won many awards and traveled for. And like, this is a competition that she partakes in. But ultimately it's a bunch of children wearing cheerleading outfits, which are fairly revealing, um, you know, wearing lots of makeup and, and doing, you know, getting, getting kind of dolled up as part of this competition. So where is, where is that line as far as, you know, it is a competition. It is a form of expression for my sister. I would not take that away from her. I would not say, you know, well, hey, wait a minute, because, because some pedophile in the audience might, you know, get some sick, disgusting pleasure out of this, you should not do this thing that brings you joy. But at the same time, then this film takes and, and validifies that argument of people get sick, fucking twisted joy out of this. We should not be allowing children to do this because films like this exist. You know, films like this give fuel to the fire that my sister should not be doing cheer. Whereas in, in, in reality, there is a way that, that 11 year olds can partake in, in dance as an art form that is not this, you know, yeah, but but also that that brings like the whole debate of like stuff like uh, I don't remember the, the name of the show. It's kind of like Tiara and something, like the the show of like uh, is I don't even know Cat the ages. It, Ding, it, 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 he's right here. <laughs> you, you can see it because of green screen, but he's right here, right behind me. Uh, but but yeah, it's like pretty much the back uh, of that uh, FBI officer. By the way. <laughs> like scratching the back of the officer. I love it. I do it. Sorry, Rodrigo. No, 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 it's okay. Like, I also got invested into that. Uh, yeah, so pretty much, like, it's a show about, like, pageants of children and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and like, you see the behavior of parents and you see also the same thing of, like, sexualizing the children. And even though uh, I think one of us mentioned, like, it's, it's not a documentary or something, it's a reality show, but it's, you're still exposing these children towards sexualization. Same thing with uh, shows such as uh, Dance Moms. Uh, yeah. Shows like, uh, like even for example, the music video of, of uh, Sia, the chandelier thing, where we see like this uh, girl dancing with this uh, skin uh, colored suit and this kind of stuff. All of this is like glorifying that culture of like sexualizing the children from a young age. Uh, and the, the kind of like the disconnect that I saw when somebody brought this argument on it's like, yeah, the the trailer for Cuties has like a dislike to like ratio of like astoundingly like millions of people disliking it. 
but the same thing of like the Sia video has like the same like the the contrast you know a lot of people liking it and all that kind of stuff yeah it's just like we cannot be doing these biases of like okay this is like it's okay to sexualize a children here but it's not okay to sexualize it here you know i think right. sexualizing a children or sexualizing somebody on underage from the get-go should be like a no-no you know that, yeah. that's the thing absolutely and and absolutely like and and that's the thing is my, my point about cheer to, to clarify like i'm not at all saying that cheer is is sexualizing children like I, I'm not trying to, especially competition cheer does not, you know, sexualize really at all. It's, it's a fierce competition, frankly. And it's very technical. And like my sister does all sorts of crazy flying up in the air and flips and tricks and stuff that I will never be able to do ever in my life, no matter how hard I tried. She's very talented. And, 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 and pageants, are a weird space too, because there is, I think, some level of skill and talent that goes into it, right? There's costuming, there's this, but, and this is where this is where the big but comes in. It's again, when you're talking about children, when you're talking about minors, when you're talking about anything, you have to, you know, to do with children, there has to be an understanding of the rules are different. There's a gray area. There is a gray area and there's just wrong shit too. Like this film is not gray. This film is fucking wrong. This film represents the line where it goes to just bad. But that's it is again, there are people who argue against kids doing cheer. And, and they have some valid points around like, yeah, it is a lot. It's, it's stalling them up. It's skimpy outfits. You know, it's these things. There, there's some valid point there. And, you know, again, things like, People go back and forth on the Sia music video around, well, like it's, oh, it's, you know, it's artistic or whatever, right? Unfortunately, people can't seem to agree and people rarely agree, right? On, on any sort of societal level where that line is. And it's, and it's fucking, it's, it's frustrating. It's causing problems. It's, it's letting stuff like this film happen. This film probably was banking on that gray area. It was probably banking on you know, oh, okay, some people are, some people will have a problem with it, but you know, some people won't and it'll be sort of this gray thing. And maybe, you know, yeah, there'll be controversy, but at the end of the day, it'll kind of work out it to be just to land in that gray zone. I, I think one of the issues, uh, and I, I don't want to go full on political in, in here in Moosemite, right? But I think one issue is that in, in one side, like, is trying to satanize or like paint in a bad light everything mm. of liberties towards a group of people but then and i'm just talking extreme edges of the spectrum you know mm. and the other side is like oh no you can you can dive in into the vouchery you can do whatever you want and you can be whoever you want and there's no rules about it but at the same time there's rules about it you know so i think in this specific topic the issue that i see for example with pageants is like there's an intent of measuring the beauty of a child from the get-go mm. and also trying to, uh, as you pointed out, putting customs on them, uh, putting makeup on it, like already exposing them and already making yeah. an effort to make them more adult-like right. than they actually are. Yeah, the, you know? Some of the disgusting shit, man. Like, so we, could, that, we, could go, we could do a whole episode on why pageants are fucked up. Yeah, for sure. But but that's kind of like in, what in, I'm in, saying, in, you know? In fact, you don't need to. Always Sunny in Philadelphia has an amazing episode on why pageants are bad. Like, insanely good. You should watch it if you can. 
And, and I, 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 for example, if like we go back into the topic, you know, like of who has done this topic right, who has done it wrong. I think Little Miss Sunshine like pulls out like the this whole controversy of pageants related to oversexualization of children, because Little Miss Sunshine doesn't dive in into the stereotypical things when she's participating in the pageant, you know, even though people has tried to bring that movie into this controversy and say like, oh, it's the same thing. No, I don't think it's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's different. Like, it's totally different. Like it's, it's trying to be unique among all this system that is trying to over-sexualize over children. Mm. With this movie, like the, the thing is like you, beyond the message that you're trying to give, you as a filmmaker are trying to paint this sexualization of children by zooming in, by modeling their parts, by modeling the actresses. And you don't know, like, I don't care if the bad is the parents gave consent for their children to be in the movie. Like maybe they saw the script and they say like, oh, there's nothing wrong about it. But there's like a length between the script towards what's happening in production and then in distribution, right? So we don't know how the lives of these uh, young children are going to be affected because of one, the backlash of the film, two, the stalking and the over-sexualization that they're going to receive by the maps or the pedophiles or whatever they want to fucking call themselves, like these fucking creepy people. We don't know that. And that's what we're exposing the children to with this kind of content, with this, this kind of like shit that is going on. And Netflix is part of the enabler because they like they took this movie out of Sundance and they took this movie out of to France the world. and the they world. gave it to the world. That's the fucked up thing. There, there is a reason why Game of Thrones aged every character around like three or four years, right? Yeah, they there is a reason. Sixteen-year-old or something in the room. Game actors. of Thrones avoided like they didn't want to have sixteen-year-olds on camera having sex. Mm-hmm. They made everyone eighteen plus on that show, right. differently from the books, because it's a and heavy then, topic. And then the day that their actress was eighteen, they fucking yeah. But it's a different, also not great. That's when it <laughs> yeah, started to fall apart. A whole other episode could be dedicated to Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> but that's when it started falling apart. But I started falling apart long before that. But anyway, point is, Game of Thrones, yeah. right? If, if you've read the books, it's one of the most brutal sexual piece of literature out there. Mm-hmm. And one translating that to a visual medium, yeah. the, cre- the creators and showrunners and producers had the bright idea and the good idea of aging the characters so they wouldn't create this kind of content and i still remember there were some people online and that's why i always think like you shouldn't be listening to this kind of like except for for some things like the sonic thing that like we have talked this off no a bunch of no times. they shouldn't have they shouldn't have listened to them bring i want the original sonic cut <laughs> Shut the fuck i up. want the original sonic cut <laughs> i want it i need but, it but other than that, like the thing is like these kind of mobs, like you can never give them pleasure, you know, like you cannot, you can never be on their good side because there will always create another mob of like, oh, but we hated this part. And then like you correct that part. Okay, now we hated this part, you know, and they will never be satisfied. That That's the fucking thing. Like that's the power that the internet gives to some people. And I remember when they edge up some characters, like for example, the case of Daenerys, people were saying, Oh, well, in the book, she's like 16 year old and she had like purple eyes and all. And it's like, dude, fuck off. It's like, also a different medium, right? I feel like the thing with Game of Thrones, because I, I really want to talk about Game of Thrones, because I don't want to talk about cuties. Fuck cuties. I, I, wanted, I wanted to be talking about Tenet today. I wanted to be talking about Tenet. 
I think that's probably the mark that we should start wrapping up then if we're, but, uh, if we're about cutied out. Then, speaking uh, about uh, Game of Thrones really quick, the thing that the showrunners did is that they saw that there were a few stories in the books that they couldn't tell on the show. They just could, you can't tell the story of 16-year-old Daenerys being raped on yeah. a TV show on the style like you can if you do it like Bojack did or like other show, like subtly. That wasn't the kind of show D&D and George R. R. Martin wanted to make in the first season. They wanted to make something visceral and literal. So they cut the plot line off. They, they changed it. They made her an adult. And it's not a, a child rape story now. It's just, it's just, not just, but it is a rape story. It doesn't yeah. have the child aspect. Still not, still not great. Still not great, yeah. but it's a story you can tell without creating material for people who shouldn't be creating material, to, right? And it's, an, it's, a good, it's a good story to tell them the way they told it, right? It worked in a way. Same thing uh, with Jon Snow, same thing with Rob Stark. All these characters had a sexual aspect to their story. They got changed to fit the visual medium. You did miss a, a bit of the context, a bit of the message from the books, but that's the price you pay when you're adapting to a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. for a wider audience, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so, I, I, I'm just saying, before we wrap up the whole yeah. thing, like, I think, uh, sure, we were talking, we were going to talk about Tenet. Uh, there's a bunch of different factors and, and we want to pride ourselves and just like uh pat ourselves not, in the back no no not pat ourselves in the back but kind of like i think it's cool to have like this transparency through our with, with our audience uh, or the ball being growing audience and whenever like somebody watches back this couple of first episodes or something like we want to be transparent like that's why we're saying like hey like when we recorded like the first run of this like mm-hmm. we didn't feel comfortable that's why we are shooting it back we wanted to talk like i specifically wanted to talk about cuties because like as i mentioned before i was with arthur when i first saw the poster and then like one of our friends like said like hey give it a chance and that kind of stuff and i had to make my own criteria you know uh and, and as arthur pointed out this is not a review for you to go and not watch this movie. and watch this movie or Do something not. that's Do why we made this. like pretty much like the run-up of the whole film if mm-hmm. you want to watch it, it's your decision. We're not advising you to watch the movie because we don't think it's a sort of media or, or some sort of movie Again. that you need in your life. But okay. compared to Tenet, it has a more social weight. And I think that's part of like what we're trying to achieve with, uh, with Musmai and just Chingot in general and something. We want to contribute to society in any way that we're possible, whether it's creating the media that we want whether it's reviewing media that is important towards the topic that we're issuing or just pretty much like if you want us to talk about some stuff like misrepresentation, uh, movies that have fucked up, this and that, we're here for that. Yeah. But we're not an enabler as I've seen other channels that even post the scenes and have them no. in the background and putting in here and this and that. Yeah. And, well, at, the t- at the same time, they're criticizing it for if you're but criticizing you're, it for why are you still promoting this? Why you're things, promoting you know? it? Yeah. yeah. And I, again, I, I, just to keep patting ourselves on the back on this, we also didn't want to shoot a, 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 a round of applause. On this, like, this congratulation run for ourselves. We also uh, didn't shoot an episode on Tenet because Christopher Nolan, you're a lovely dude, man. I love your movies. They're awesome. You did not need to release Tenet on theaters. You did not. By right. every account, it. Yeah. During a pandemic, by every account I heard, the sound makes us fucked up and you can barely hear the dialogue. So you need subtitles for it anyway. And you are getting people to go out in a pandemic to watch a movie. And by 23rd of September, 2020, when we were recording this episode, movie theaters have reportedly lost money by opening up for Tenet. 
So we didn't want to be part of that zeitgeist. I'm joking out. I was forced to watch Cuties. It was a mutual decision between all three of us, as most things on Chingad are, because we didn't want to be part of the zeitgeist that is Tenet right now. Probably is a lovely movie. Probably is an amazing movie, as most Christopher Nolan movies are. But the way it's being released, the time it's being released, it's not something we want to be part of. Yeah, yeah, there's one of our friends that even like has, like, yeah, like we're big guys, right? Like we have one friend that could get us like good seats or whatever at this point, uh, at this point in time or whatever, uh, free tickets. But uh, I, I don't think uh, we know a guy at the concession stand, okay? <laughs> know a guy yeah, at a but, Cineplex concession stand. But but when we were planning, uh, kind of like the rest of the season of Musmai for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, like when when it came time to cuties or something, like at least I don't feel ready to go back into the theaters. I, lo- I and, and don't get me wrong, I, I love the theaters. Like when yeah. I was in university, like every weekend and even like weekdays, I tried to spend it in a in a movie theater. Like that's how much I freaking love them. But I'm not ready to go it's for it. It's not the time. People people are dying over this. So. It's not time. Before you end next week we're talking about the boys it's gonna be so much better i'm gonna be so excited <laughs> dude you're, you don't know I, i'm pulling myself through this episode because i want to talk about the boys in two weeks that, i'm that's thinking me. we've yes. already kind of done it a bit with this conversation that is very much not about cuties so we're just going to say that this was all our anti-recommendations for today things that we very do well. not recommend okay opposed right. to our recommendations for the end of this episode we will do so do, you do, have not recommended tenant to people because yes. of the the zeitgeist around so, yeah, the, thank you i don't so um, now watch Tenet. Wait, wait yes. till it's out on theaters. Yes. Sorry, not on theaters. Wait till it's on digital and Blu-ray and whatever. Do not, go, do not go to a movie theater to watch Tenet. There's there a go. lot of people dying. Tenet's, you, you, you will always have Tenet. You won't always have Grandma. Remember that. Yep. That, right? Slap that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Rodrigo, what is, what is your anti-recommendation today? Fuck. Damn, like you put me in the spot. Uh... Oh, the whole how the turntables. I know, yeah. Usually it's me. How <laughs> the turntables. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to shit on this. Okay. Um, my anti recommendation is don't avoid Cobra Kai in Netflix. <sighs> okay. Is your anti recommendation is to recommend Cobra Kai? Yeah. So I'm recommending don't watch Cuties, watch Cobra Kai. There you go. There you go. All right. Sure. Nail it. Sure. Awesome. Um, man, see now, see, I, I thought I might have thought of something between now and then, but uh, between when I first brought this up and, and suddenly it's now around. And, and now you're in the spot and you don't know what the fuck you're yeah. going to say. Um, no, I, I would say uh, as far as anti-recommendation goes for me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to do another twist on the anti-recommendation, which is, uh, <laughs> which is Jupiter ascending. <laughs> Specifically, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Go and watch Jupiter Ascending. Go and watch it with friends. Am on I your the couch. only one who did an anti-recommendation? What is this? Am I the only one to follow the rules? And laugh. Because that movie is bad. No, in the- all the best ways. Since since, since wait, what? I will I will say one thing. Yeah. As as somebody who had been doing a bunch of audio engineering at the time that I watched that film for the first time. I noticed that your boy Channing Tatum's gun, the sound it makes, because he plays a wolf boy. He's like a wolf person hybrid. The sound it makes is sampled from a dog bark because that's the level of subtlety that that film has. Wow. I completely blacked out of the movie. I forgot Channing Tatum was on it and he was a dog man. 
Yeah, Channing Tatum plays Channing Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum plays a dog man whose gun makes dog sounds. It's because amazing. that movie is subtle. That is amazing. You know what? Like I am also like doing the proper recommendation. I feel bad for Arthur. Uh, no, no. Now I'm gonna recommend Tiger King. Go watch no, Tiger no, King, you cowards. Fuck, off. fuck you guys. And with Tiger that, King. go watch Tiger King, cowards. Do it. We'll There's a new see episode. You guys, uh, in two weeks. See you for the yeah. boys. <laughs>